What is up? What is up? What is up, you guys? It is Shannon Winings Roberts, and we are back with another episode of the Daily Groomer After Hours. Ooh, look, we have the oh my god, you guys. A couple of you might know because I couldn't shut the fuck up about it. I'm honestly, I've been so excited about this fucking conversation. We have Blake Hernandez tonight. Did you hear what I said? <laughs> Please say hi, hi. guys. <laughs> no, my my hi guys, Blake Hernandez here. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Your last um story or the live that you did talking about the Foxy Roxy thing that's going on. Your fucking face was so funny. I could all I could see was like, there's a client coming, there's a client coming. There's a I, I, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that was funny. Right before she presses go, she says, it's a one and done. So there's not gonna be any editing. And I'm just thinking, like, that's not a big deal. Like, I I'm I I got big doing lives on Facebook before TikTok was a thing, before Instagrams had lives. I was there doing Facebook lives in my kitchen. Um, so I'm like father time of of groom fluencers. Isn't that crazy too? Because like you're young. How old are you? Uh, I not as young these days. I'm not 30, 42. Yeah, 32. Barely 30, Blake. <laughs> no, no, no. I agree. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm I'm definitely you know counting my blessings every day before 40. But I'm a little scared <laughs> of that one. <laughs> You look so good. I always loved your lives, even like back in the day, because I was going live back in like 2018. You know, when remember when live first came out on Facebook? Well, that's the thing is that so <laughs> people may not know this story, but actually I was obviously like posting in groups as a groomer, you know, hey, I'm working on this trim. I'm going to compete with this dog. You know, the way that new contest groomers act and, and get advice in those groups. Right. But then Facebook lives came along and I had. Uh, I had short hair at the time, and it was, like, during that age when everyone had that silver hair. So I had, like, silver hair. Yes. And I was like, hey, guys, everyone's, everyone's been asking me to do a live grooming demo, so I'm going to give one to you. It was my first ever live, and I shaved my own head. And, like, that was, like, the... Like, that, that was, was the your grooming. first live? That was my first live. And so when I did that... I got so many views just oh, doing that. So then I was like, oh, I'm going to do like an actual grooming demo. And that led to me getting my first sponsorship. So, yeah. Britney Spears over here. <laughs> shaving her head for the, that's dramatic as fuck. Like, oh, my yeah. God, I love it. And you always have so many viewers. You always you have so many fans, right? Here's the question that I had before we get into gossip and bullshit, honestly, though. Okay. <laughs> You do a lot, right? Like, I mean, I'm just gonna name a few. You are a groomer, a teacher, you travel, you have a partner, you're a dog dad, right? Like you now have another whole business that you're endeavoring in. Like, how the fuck do you do it all? Is there like 37 hours in your day, babe? I wanna know. Uh, so I think the thing that has helped the most, like to be really generic with people, is that for me, my Tuesdays, are pretty sacred like my candle shop is closed on tuesdays okay there's no trade show that would make me be there on a tuesday for any reason coming home or going to it 
So I knew it was a safe day to like try to keep to myself. Um, So Tuesdays, Tuesdays are pretty free for me every week. And, you know, I may not have a nine to five job and like, it may be a little different in the way I juggle everything, but like I get one day to like recoup. Right. Uh, I I do. I do travel a lot. Uh, I, I, you know, as you mentioned, I, I, I am a groomer still to some degree and a teacher full time. I have my candle business, uh, which is a brick and mortar store. Uh, and like, right. I'm about to leave for Australia for three weeks. Yeah. Well, no, it's just, it's a lot to try to like step away from and keep going. Right. Like that's the right. crazy part is any of us that leave our salons and keep them running while you're doing something else, I mean, yeah. it's it's hard, yeah. Well, I mean, you have to have a good team of people. So that goes all, all the way in from business to relationships to communication to, mm. again, education, right? Because mm. I'm sure, did your people come to you educated? I mean, or did you teach them? So uh, I don't have groomers or anything anymore. I, I, oh, I you don't? No, oh, so I had a salon. Okay. I had a salon in San Diego and I had employees, yeah. but when COVID came around, employees went home and I never brought them back. You know, I just, I, that was the year that I switched to teaching. So I like really closed off my books. So I've been teaching full time since the pandemic. Oh my God. All right. Wow. I'm fucking behind. What, where have I, (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you're here. Tell me this shit. Okay. Wait, but you're also doing something with, um, with, uh, groom team. No. Um, what are you doing? So I'm a, I'm a certifier. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a certifier now for the National Dog Groomers Association what and for the AKC. What so the mean? National Dog Groomers Association is, uh, you know, like the oldest master's program in the country. It is uh, based on breed type characteristics and breed profiles. So you have to use purebred dogs and, you know, really hit those types of standards. Uh, and then there's the AKC master's program, which is a newer program, but AKC is that household name that your clients yeah. are going to recognize. And they do a coat type certification, which will lead to your master's through them. And that's a really nice one to have and easier to attain, not because gotcha. it's uh easier but because you don't have to have a purebred dog you don't have to do a purebred haircut as long as the dog has curly coat then you can do the curly coat test right so it doesn't have to be a purebred so that that just makes it more accessible for the everyday groomer well i mean the where the fuck are the purebreds these days anyway so that's what i'm saying so it's 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 a good stepping stone yeah and you and you see how your clients respond to the educate you know the the elevated education and you feel you you discover how you feel about pursuing and accomplishing that and if you you get through the akc one then i recommend moving on to the ndgaa just because that you know you're gonna have to take a little bit more time to find those quality more quality dogs uh grown into more quality haircuts yeah that's a lot. I mean, I get it. And that's the reason why I didn't do it. It was just so much. I mean, it was a lot. Like, I can't even imagine having a... Oh, you know what? Seen... I, okay, talk about drama. I So I'm a certifier for them. And apparently there was like a little, a little whisper of, is he even certified? And for the record, I was certified as a master groomer in the first 18 months of grooming. And, it was like years and years and years ago, right? And I worked for Ann Martin 
a certifier for National Dog Groomers. She taught me every. You know what I mean? Like I, I got who, who works for who works for a certifier and doesn't pursue that type of level of education? Like oh, you take the, trying to say you came out of the woodwork with this shit. You you take the brow beating because they're a certifier. Right. <laughs> so right. Yeah. they already know. So for the record, yeah, I've been right. a, a master. I've been a master groomer for uh, you know almost almost nine years now. So, oh my yeah. god, that's funny. It just reminds me. We're our saying is off the record, on the record. So off record, on record, motherfuckers. All right. <laughs> you heard what you said, master <laughs> groomer, certified <laughs> master groomer. Long time ago. <laughs> Still, it doesn't matter. That's a fucking accomplishment. Like, oh no, I'm just saying. Like, maybe that's why they they don't realize because oh, it really just... was a long time ago. Like, it was it was nine years ago. So, oh my god, yeah. you're totally father time in the fucking grooming industry. That's crazy. I'm father it's... time of the internet groomers. Like, and that's not to discredit anyone because now now there are some of those you know la the generation before us. They're on social media. They're getting with it. They're figuring it out. So, you know, it makes you feel a little bit better, but like, I've been slinging live videos for so long. <laughs> like, it's crazy. I like, I see these up and comers and, you know, I'm, I'm very happy for them, but man, they make me have to produce content so much. Right? Like, Where do yeah. they get the fucking energy? Uh, There's so many videos. To be young. <laughs> insane. Yeah. Well, and yeah. live video is like, it is the craziest thing. Don't you agree? Because it's like you're talking to your fucking self. Yeah, and yeah. It, it, you have I, to you have know. a, you know, you have to know what the fuck you're going to say or just fly by the seat. Like TikTok is totally different than Facebook, though. Facebook, yeah. we had very structured lives. We knew what we were talking about, right? You yeah. told us what we were going to do. You were going to do. You showed us that. By the way, let me just fucking say right now out loud that your little ear trick with the slide down the side of the ear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that trick. I've used that trick every single time I have a straight ear ever since. I did it today. I mean, I did it today. So well, do you know. That wasn't live. That was on TikTok, and people got really freaked out by that one. Um, okay, sorry, sorry. Fuck no, no, it's fine. Way, but yes, lives, it, you know, it. I like doing live. Okay, I'm going to tell you what. I like doing lives more for a couple reasons. Editing is hard, and I'm lazy. So yes. I don't I don't want to, I don't want to do it. Okay. Take what you get, bitch. Take number, what you get. Yeah, you get what you get. But number two, there's some grace there. People uh -huh. realize that you can't edit it. You can just kind of relax into being yourself. And once you start editing and you are like, okay, this is exactly what I wanted to say, right? If you edit something, then it's like that's exactly what you wanted to say. So mm -hmm. then it's like are you trying too hard? And right. I don't ever want to be like, I'm trying too hard because I'm not like, I don't care yeah. as much Nobody as people wants think to be I that do. Person, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh so God, I like, so hard. oh my God, way back in the day, I did those like uh spoof, like music parody videos. Do you remember <laughs> when I used to do those? Yes. Yeah. So I like had a really fine line. I had to put in enough effort so that people would share it because it was that like insane. But not so much effort that people thought I actually thought I was a performing like singer. You know what I mean? Like they had to know that it was a joke. Like okay, wait. <laughs> but there's a level of performance to your demeanor, especially when you competed. Like, I mean, if anybody doesn't know, this guy right here would fucking walk on stage 
with like a flamingo suit. <laughs> it was the hottest thing. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, bro, I'm totally. I, I, it was it was one of those larger than life moments for me. I mean, because you were listen, you've been in the spotlight for a hot minute. You know what I mean? Like when the very first trade show that I ever went to, you were there, and I was like, who the fuck is this guy right now? <laughs> Your energy is always great, right? I I totally feel where you come from. And I like your level of sarcasm, like the level of sarcasm there. Oh, motherfucker, I get it. I get it. I like that shit. But let me ask you this. So you've done competing, obviously. You're now into the certification realm, right? So you're in, on a whole nother level. What kind of patty shit goes on, babe? You need to spill some goods. Like I need some, I need some stories. Like Tell me the craziest thing that's ever happened to you, right? In a okay. professional situation. And then I want to know a story about a customer too, because I know you got a guest, got some crazy ass customers over there. Okay. So the kid, like, I'll, I'll actually just kind of expand into the suits because it, it actually okay, stems please. from a real, because it stems from a caddy situation. So when you start investing in yourself to compete and climb the ranks into open level and compete for groom team points and all that stuff, uh, there's a certain formula that you are basically beaten down with being told that that's how you do it, right? You have to, you have to show dogs, you have to take private lessons, you have to buy your own purebred dogs. And I'm not saying that these things okay. are not true or that they are not helpful, but they tell you that this is how you have to do it, right? So I'm showing dogs, I'm finishing dogs, I'm sh grooming dogs for other people, they're winning, you know, specialties. I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. And when you go to a dog show, everyone's dressed nice. Right. Some, I mean, some of them are dressed stuffy and lame, but they're dressed nice, but it's right? Nice. Right. Right. There's so suits, when, right? when everybody you, has to wear a suit, isn't that the deal? Well, you don't have to, but there's just like a certain attire expected. Oh, okay. So, so when you tell someone that you're showing a dog, like you tell some guy off the street that you're showing a dog in AKC or you have a champion, they automatically picture you as someone who takes nice care of their dog, takes yeah. nice care, you know, has a nice suit and invests in this like uppity thing. Yeah. As groomers, we all know that when you tell someone that you're a groomer, that they think that you're smoking a pack a day and that Dirty you're- and hairy. Yeah. So like, I felt that it was weird that dog show people could do all that they did and look nice. And dog groomers, yes, some of them look decent and some of them wear professional smocks, but some of them didn't. Some of them come in like in pajamas practically. Yo, groomers are right? looking busted as fuck. So, Don't even so lie. I mean, so, you know, they, and I just felt like that was reflective on us, like, and why we get perceived the way that we are, right? right. So I took my dog show suits. And I had already made the decision that I was going to wear dog show suits because the, I was working for Kathleen Sepulveda and she showed dogs and she groomed and she said that she always wore her her little show outfits to the ring when she did it. And it wasn't a big deal because she was a girl, so it didn't look as, but I was going okay. in a freaking three-piece suit, right? So yeah. I go into the ring in my nice three-piece suits, things that I bought from the fashion district in LA and yeah. were tailored to me and they were gorgeous and I they looked great, right? Hot. 
you so I I also happen to weeks before that show get called by Netflix and they say, "Do you want to do the dogs documentary series?" So I'm like, "Yes, absolutely!" Like, and so I end up on that documentary, season one, okay. episode four. It's great. I was a really good experience. But the point is, is that I was like, I'm definitely wearing my suits. Like, I, I need to look gorgeous for Netflix. Yes. Right? So I'm wearing my nice suit. And anyway, so I walk into the ring. And as I walk into the ring, someone, two, two girls, made really mean comments about me. Basically, like, looking ridiculous, trying too hard. Um you know, just, just not nice comments. And I didn't say anything to them and I grew my dog and I, I won a placement on Netflix. No problem. Um, So like I did that and I I just thought, if you think this is ridiculous, if you think (laughs) this is ridiculous, I will show you ridiculous. Yeah, but you ain't seen nothing yet. So the next contest, I showed up in a short sleeve, short shorts, aqua blue, and pineapple pattern suit, and blaring white shoes. And I and and I was like, "This this is ridiculous." You want to, you know right. what I mean? And it was a photo op. I became <laughs> like a photo station at the show. Everyone wanted to take a picture with me in this suit. Like everyone was right. like, "Oh my god!" So then I bought. 30 different custom or these like weird pattern suits from this company. <laughs> like they, I became an ambassador for them for a little while. Okay. Like I had it. It's so, I mean, it became a thing. It became a yeah. thing. And for like three years, four years, I don't know. But when I turned 30, I said, okay, I'm going to retire them now. Cause otherwise I don't know when I'm supposed to stop. So I oh, just come stopped. on. I like, that <laughs> but I love how you're like, that's the mentality though, right? A lot of people think that when somebody says something about them, they should just stop. When somebody says something about you, you fucking do it anyway. You do it because they say you can't do it. You know what I mean? That's me. I'm the get back bitch. I'm like, you told me I couldn't do it. I'm doing it. But you look good in the suits piece. So I wouldn't even worry about it. Honestly, I feel like <laughs> anybody who has the nuts, you know what I mean? To do something like that. That's the kind of person that I fuck with. You, you hear, you feel what I'm saying? But yeah. I like that you always come correct. Like, <laughs> I feel like you're such a bitch. Like I, my kind of bitch though. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're like, mm, let me just tell you. But look, there was only one piece of like gossip that I want to know about. And it was, um, I just was thinking about it the other day and I was like, damn, you do the whole Foxy Roxy thing, right? And I mean, I love your Kat Opson is with you guys, right? I love her. Um, you and your whole team of Foxy Roxy, uh, I'm sorry, Foxy Roxy ladies, when you go to your shows and you're like, you're a fucking fan. Oh my God, stop it. They like create a whole, you guys, they have like a whole section of Blake, um, like lovers that sit in the in the stands and watch him. It, it's amazing. The family, the family feel though is amazing. But um, you lost a, a person on your family li- recently, and I don't know what happened there, but I want to know. So my question is, um, I heard that Kelsey Ann Sexton was no longer a part of Foxy Roxy. Do tell. Yes. So um, I, unfortunately, I mean, I, and I, and they're all for their own reasons. Uh, but yeah. we lost more more than just Kelsey this year. You know, it was uh, uh, Elizabeth Gibbs 
was with us. She was the second ambassador on our team, and she was with us for many years. She did a ton of projects with us, retreats, scissors. Uh, I think we did brushes even with her. I could be wrong there, but we did lots of stuff with Got her. Uh, we, Elizabeth Gibbs. She, uh, she did Elizabeth Bichon, Gibbs. Right? Bichon. So yes, and um, and she just had an opportunity to be with a company that was going to send her more abroad to compete and yeah. i she just wanted to be able to spend all of her social media time with that because they were investing in her with that and yeah she, know, she felt like she, that was cool yeah she found she felt that, yeah. that that was where she was and there was no love lost we don't like stop selling their scissors or stop paying them so yeah we stop ordering their scissors but uh we will sell all that we have in stock and she will get her commissions for that until they are gone um, there's no uh gibbs and i both you know taught at a salon together recently in colorado so no love lost you can't be love that it. way in such a small small industry anyway yeah good uh, and i have a lot of love for gibbs uh, and then we lost uh, Kelsey, as you mentioned, uh, and that was a similar situation. I don't know if you guys remember, there was pause at sea. It was a yeah. cruise for groomer, groomers that, you know, did really well last year, uh, seemingly, but seemed to have some fallout afterward. And then when they went to plan their second one, that seemed to fall through. Well, between the first and the second one, uh, you know, Kelsey was in, Kelsey taught at the first one. So before yeah. between the first and the second one, she spoke to the owner again and was more in the talks with that guy. And he was like, we're going to do, you know, like two cruises a year. And I want you to be like the main, main attraction. I want you oh. to be our, our girl that's on every one. And then we'll get other speakers to rotate through. Like you're going to be our girl. Yeah. And, uh, and like I said, they just, I, that, that project seemed to lose some, some energy. Lose and so energy, I think, isn't it gone? It's out, right? They're, yeah. They're as far as we know, yeah. As far as we know, I mean, it, it's over or it's not going to happen this year. Um, so, but, but at the time we didn't know any of that. Right. So right. she thought, oh, I'm going to get to be like really elevated as an educator and I'm going to get to go on two cruises a year yeah. and it's going to be great. And so she took that opportunity and yeah. yeah again no love lost i actually just spoke to kelsey last week I, I mean i think we sat together at the barclay honors even but uh i spoke to her last week because we want to do a seminar together and i like i'm in tennessee once or twice a year and i stay at kelsey's house like i yeah. like kelsey's husband loves me he, he says that he loves me because i always leave when i'm supposed to and all their other house guests stay too long so like me and kelsey are great i love kelsey uh but people outgrow things. It's different for me. I was Foxy Roxy's first ambassador. Like I yeah. have like, I have a old contract that's very nice to me. And like, it's just, it, it's a different situation for everyone. And, and you, you were talking about a Blake wall of fans. I actually thought you were going to talk about the Blake wall of merchandise. If you're at a, if you're at a trade show and you go to, there's a wall of brushes and, and de shedding tools and, you know, nail, like there's all this stuff with my face on it. And that's, they have, as much as I have worked to elevate their brand, Foxy Roxy has matched me to elevate me as a, as an industry leader time and time again, you know, so absolutely, uh, it, it's different for me and I, I respect them for, for following whatever they need to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. but that's cool. And I'm glad you said that because 
it it shows something about the company. You feel me? Mm. Like there's a lot of companies that 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 sell things in this industry, and mm. a lot of times the interactions between people going to and from are not as copacetic. And I really appreciate you breaking that down for us because that just shows me what kind of fucking company you're working with, and that's impressive. In this industry, you know what I this day and age, there could be a lot of bullshit. Well, I I've always been wary of the people that uh, jump around brands a lot. Anyway, you know, like yeah. do you, you just love this one because they're paying you right now? Like, it, and that is what it comes. We're not idiots. That's what it comes across <laughs> as. So, like, I've been with Foxy Roxy for oh my god, like six or seven years now, six years okay. now, um, and. Uh, you know, Gibbs was with us for five, four or five years. Uh, Kat Opson's been with us for four years. Uh, I, I actually think the rest of the team has been with us for, for three or more years. Uh, we haven't really taken on anyone new in the last two. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that also says something to me uh, that they, they, they're not going anywhere. Whenever drama does come about, they know who we are and they're not running. Right. It's just it's that's, just whispers in the wind, you know. That's big. That's big stuff, though. That's that's good. That's a big time company. And I respect yeah. that. Speaking mm -hmm. of, for the record, um, I'm going to be purchasing my first pair of Foxy Roxy shears. I don't know if anybody doesn't know. I have never tried this freaking. What is wrong with me? I thought I signed up for the box like last. I'm a dick. I'm totally going to go buy some shears right now because I love 440C and I love a comfortable handle, Blake. You know me. Well, okay, so what I will tell you is that Scissor of the Month Club, you know, it's it's 48 bucks a month. Everyone gets the same scissor every month. We have it for righties, for lefties. You get a free gift. Uh, we've been doing that for, like I said, six, seven years almost. We have over 3,000 clients all over the world. We, I mean, it, it's an active business like no one no one can understand. Um, and they're and pretty. Thank the you. Yeah. Pretty. Not only are they pretty, but that ends up being functional. You know, when your yeah. scissors are all down, scissor down in a, in a in a case or in a bag when you can recognize them by the handle that's a big deal you know so yeah. um, but but foxy roxy also offers another membership called you pick six which is 65 dollars a month instead and i'm bringing that up for you because it's it's a good way to get any scissor that you want um, right but still with like a subscription model so every month you'll get a code and that code will allow you to get a scissor of your choice from a menu. And that menu includes more specialty scissors than you'll see in the Scissor of the Month Club. So there's like curved chunkers, curved thinners, three finger hole. There's, you know, extreme. So, so, and you get to choose yourself every month. And so like, we have a little something for everyone. And don't talk and dirty I, to me. Know. Don't talk dirty to me. <laughs> But um, you know. I, I really need some curved chunkers and thinners too because I have some, but I can't talk about them because they're well. It's up. it's the season you know. for shopping anyway, so you know. Oh, so also, you know, watch watch Foxy Roxy and Scissor the Month Club for all sorts of specials. I was gonna say they right now. I'm not sure if it's still on today, but your um set and there was a Vixen set from Cat Opson that was like half off on the website. Yeah. So I don't know yeah. if they'll still. This is going to air on Friday, so I don't know if they'll still be there for you guys on Friday. But check the website because they are having these flash deals. And also, no, but that you know what will still be Friday. active on Friday is if they sign up for Scissor of the Month Club, um, they will get a hundred dollar gift card there for select options for select items. So yeah. Oh my god, just do that. 
because a hundred dollars yeah. on kind of share is like that's free money yeah. blake you're giving yeah, people yeah. free money. yeah it's, it's we you know shoppers and sellers we all love this time of the year <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> all right so that's coming up and then you got the black friday special coming up right and then let's talk about some more current events because i know you and a princess of grooming um mackenzie murphy are getting together <laughs> oh my god I, I fucking laughed my ass off you guys are too cute though i cannot with the freaking photos what is going on it's like olin mills 1995 <laughs> oh my god i love that so uh mackenzie and i have had turmoil over the years for so many different things and um you know we're trying not to linger on that recently and just like oh. you know uh, but so it, it's a it's a it's a lesson in life though because let me tell you nothing brings people together like a common enemy yes okay so mackenzie and i were like this yes forever okay and then someone burnt us both at the same time doing the same thing and we were like <laughs> we're like absolutely not and we would you and like, like to be in alliance with me yes I and would. basically like we were like oh my god like we were just so oh no she didn't we were so equally upset that every single thing from the last 10 years did not matter because we were so offended by this person and um that's that's what started the conversation oh and god. and that's why we were able to move on and and be good and we said jesus Aww. like we have basically you know i have like at times it has felt like people had to choose a side you know yeah, like you, had, right, you right. had to you had to clap for her you had to clap for him is what it felt like to some people we never said that we never yes. asked for that but that's how it felt Drama. and so yes. right now there's people that feel like they are rejoicing because they can <laughs> they can clap for both of us mommy and daddy are back together <laughs> it's it's pretty funny it is really funny and adorable and it's pretty at the same funny. time because honestly but, but you know what it is you know what it is our beef genuinely started you know eight nine years ago yeah eight or nine years ago i was 24. I you know what I mean? you were a baby you know and like she was i mean she's older than me everyone remember that but she you know was like you know probably 29 or 30 maybe let's say i'm right. just saying like we were younger we hadn't been through as She's much of real, <laughs> we're. I'm just saying we hadn't been through as much real life stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. we've I mean, had the pandemic. Right. We had Whatever. the pandemic. Yeah. My my brother died. My partner's father passed away. Like I opened a business. I moved. Like there was just so much more important things in the world than right. holding a grudge with someone. That I think, and I think that you know obviously not the same issues but mackenzie has been through her fair share of her own bullshit over the yeah. years and as as everyone does and i just think sure. that we both realize that we don't have time for the bullshit anymore and if we can do what we do which is educate groomers and do it together and see how it goes then we'll do it and so y'all growed, yeah. growed up yeah <laughs> 
it takes eight years if you don't use the t-shirt so but seriously i'm excited because uh the energy i'm really interested in seeing how that works you know what i mean because you're two yeah. boss bitches so i can only imagine i mean it's going to be great information everybody wants to know how she does what she do does everybody wants to know how you do what you do like your your grooming is I, I could really shut up. I could honestly cry. It's fucking stellar. Like, if you guys don't know, if you are in the fucking middle ages of grooming and you have no idea who I'm talking to right now, pick up your fucking phone and research this guy's grooms. Not only does he groom phenomenally well, he has brought back specific grooms that literally were dead in grooming history. Can you please tell us about one of those? I'm sorry. I know I'm talking your head off, but I'm, I want to know. So the no, no, no. So, so uh, first, uh, let me just close out the McKenzie thing. Um, okay, you know what? What we're talking about is World Groom. Oh yeah, uh, it's presented by World Groom, and the the event's called uh, Worlds Collide. Uh, we named it ourselves, and it shows McKenzie doing a uh, American Cocker in both a show trim and a freestyle trim, and it's me doing a poodle in a show trim and a freestyle trim or a a pet trim. So, um, it is going to be us doing like the things that we do best and that we love teaching and that we could talk for hours and hours about that's what we're doing and what makes it special is the whole time that mckenzie's teaching i will be there like i'll be there as a student and as a co-presenter and vice Whoa. versa so i mean it is going to be a special event so definitely check oh, it out there's no not gonna be any sword fighting that's good no no no, no. but I, it will be interesting because i i do believe that we teach very differently like i yeah. taught alongside macy pisa and i've taught alongside gibbs as a partnership and it's you know we work really well together mckenzie i sat in on a couple of her uh, seminars just to like see like for a couple minutes and i do think that we teach very differently so yeah. uh it, it will be interesting to see how that goes uh but you know we're excited for it i think we both Hell can yeah. learn from each other you can learn from anyone so every uh, every that, single time yeah yeah sure. so it's it's 99 and it does have a 30-day replay and it's december 28th so uh check that out through world groom um Eats. and then yeah and then what was your question i'm sorry okay shit, i forgot oh i was talking about how you brought the trim back but hold on while we're talking about current events don't forget also there's something going on right now what is that international thing going on oh um world groom conference if you guys didn't know about it oh. look it up international grooming conference is right now it's in england somewhere over uh oh. across the water so yeah. yay and okay. also sure. what's going on in australia talk to us about that do we get to watch it or okay so uh first with the uh yes I, I leave for australia i mean like by the time that everyone is watching this i won't be in australia yet but soon uh, i leave on tuesday so okay. uh cool. yeah yeah and it's a 16 hour flight so um and i leave tuesday night so i actually like leave tuesday night and i show up there thursday morning because of the time difference it's very weird oh, um so i am doing so much in australia it's insane but nothing will be like webinar style um it is like i'm judging for two days well actually no i am on a news station getting interviewed right when i get there what? and doing like a live demo on news oh my god right with a dog oh i never met yes <laughs> so that's happening november 17th and then 18th and 19th i'm judging and then it just like it takes off from there i do a seminar and a workshop in sydney australia 
And then I have seminars and workshops all over the East Coast. So I'll be in Melbourne, uh, Brisbane, uh, Canberra, uh, Newcastle. I, I'm going to be all over there for three weeks. I'm teaching nonstop. It's going to be insane. Oh, my God. Okay, but you have to go swim with turtles or something, right? I'm gonna, like... I have a few spare days. Okay. And, like, okay, you yeah. know, I, I, I was a gymnast growing up, and I watched the Olympics every year. But, like, one of my favorite Olympics ever was Sydney those Sydney Olympics were like one of my favorites. And so like, I'm super excited to get to teach there and like relax there. So I, it's going to be great. So I'm excited. I have lots, you know, and then right after that, I, I teach on the Barkley cruise, uh, which is the five day Mexican cruise with Barkley. Okay. Uh, when's that? <laughs> that's January. I want to say 25th through the 29th. Uh, okay. It's, it's, it's a, a Caribbean cruise. Uh, that stops in Mexico, I think, along the way. Not entirely sure, but that's uh, there's two days at sea, and both those days I'm I'm doing the education. So I have lots on the books. It's it's been a blessing. I'm so happy. But if anyone is interested in booking me for 24, hit me up because I'm still always looking. Um, so, right, and you yeah. do you travel to salons, you do weekends. Um, yeah, I and, and if. If you want to come to me, I do private lessons in my my salon here. So uh, there's options. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the 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 bringing back of retro trims. Uh, oh my god, yes. Let's talk about so, it. So like, here's the thing. I didn't. I can't. You know, you can't say that you invented something or bring something back. <laughs> you know, because that's way too cocky to say. But like in reality, the 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 retro trims were really dead and gone. And yeah. And the story behind it really is that I did con I did spray up Continentals when I was an entry and intermediate, which wasn't really seen at the time. People weren't really doing that. So, and you so mean, hold on, let's just clarify for our audience, just in case. <clears throat> you mean spray up Continentals, meaning your dog had a full headpiece, top knot, and was not yeah with the, with yeah with the, and wigs and everything, right? And yeah. I would compete with that in entry, and people would whether it looked good or not whether i placed or not like people would be like oh my god like that looks amazing like it was just so impressive for right. the everyday groomer and i like attention so yeah. when i got to open level and everyone there i mean at least half of them can do continentals so it wasn't like and they were gonna do them better than me so i wasn't like i wasn't on any like mission to do a continental my first year in open so I wanted my dog to be in something that still stood out. And so I looked online for different poodle haircuts and I found one called a Desi. And I had no idea about the Desi at all. I didn't know its history, nothing. But I did it and it was not great my first one. But I really, like, I perfected that trim and I went a lot with it using it in the freestyle class. Uh, yeah. but, I mean, that trim went on to really get me educating people because so many people wanted me to come and teach that one trim that desi trim got me in so many different salons and and trade shows just to teach it yeah describe the trim for us so it's i mean the easiest way to imagine it is it's like a modern or a lamb trim so it's like one of those haircuts and it has a waistline but rather than the waistline being like straight across it has like a curved part and it also has like a pointed part so it just it, it it's a little bit more um it's almost like 
ergonomic in in bringing out the shape of the rib cage um and it, it, it's not a regular jacket it is a different shape. yeah it, it changes the back of the jacket some and it just makes the waistline more interesting and it looks sexy the dog typically looks like typically when a dog's waist is shaved their neck is also shaved and in the case of the desi it is not so that's what kind of bridge the gap of the desi being a retro trim but still having like more of a modern outline uh but you know it was my i was that was the first year i was really bringing them out and people were not interested in paying me any any mind and also like you know even <laughs> better every year my scissor work wasn't as good as it is now you know then and so like you know so Thank you. So, so I actually went on to do, I think I did New Yorkers the following year and then I did like diamond trims, but then the pandemic happened. So I took out retro trims every year for a long time, right? It was like three or four years. Yeah. And this year I made up my own, I made up my own called the Parisian saddle trim. It's a mixture of the Parisian continental and the English saddle. The Parisian continental is already a really obscure trim. The English saddle is already a super technically difficult trim. And I did it with a spray up and I melded those two together for the Parisian saddle. And I placed and I published and I earned groom team points. Like I yes. created a trim. I put out a retro pattern. I got point like i feel like i accomplished something so big for me because i worked so hard with getting attention with those trims okay i totally am gonna give you a credit but also feel like the nemo seagulls because <laughs> you're just like i just mine. i just mine 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 mine, 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 mine bitch no but <laughs> fucking props because that's a big thing to do and it is not easy number one to establish a fucking trim you sound like me getting a tattoo i'm like oh i like that piece of it and i like that piece of it now i need to make a tattoo for me right <laughs> that's what you did you just took bits and pieces well, and I, so the year before that last year i did the san diego saddle which is another trim that i made up and i had a lot of success with it in the freestyle class but i never placed with it in the poodle class i never got groom team points with it so again like it's not like anything in life for anyone just happens like that yeah. i've been trying for a long time <laughs> a long right. time it's like it oh you're so lucky no bitch i fucking worked it right i worked really hard yeah yes yeah. no i totally get it and i respect that i love it i'm glad i got to talk to you too because it is it's so nice to be able to get down to it like i've been knowing of you you know what i <laughs> mean but to really get in front of you i love it um so we got the stuff coming up you're gonna be busy as hell me you already know me i'm just doing the podcast i'm talking to my people i know that every time i see you though you are growing and expanding in your business so props to you um thank you for what you do and also i don't know if you need to hear this or not but i've always wanted to tell you this like i hope you know how awesome you are like for real for real because i know how it <laughs> is to you know promote the confidence and want the attention but you know that you deserve it right oh well i mean i i appreciate that i do no i don't think that i god i hate after after that kind of introduction i hate being this guy but like i've never felt so much leaning towards that whole imposter syndrome thing okay here's Good. the thing maybe i do have 
more confidence in others. And maybe that's not for everyone, but you know, I have had so many more opportunities and, and successes and, and track the timeline back to why something happened for me. And I have had so much more positivity from being confident and yeah. deserving to be there than any negative has don't get me wrong negatives happen people hate me for it they i turn people off i scare people like don't even like I, I get it and there's negativity to it but i could not calculate the immense difference there is from the positivity to the negative i mean it's just so much more positive to just do it just say that you could do it and figure it out yeah you break it <laughs> Fake it till you fake it. No, yes. I'm glad you said that because it is true. People lack confidence. I'm glad you don't because it's so important. I feel the same way. I wasn't born with confidence, but I grew into it. And I feel like you're right. When you promote that and when you're always on top of your shit, right? That is promoting who you are as a positive feature to, to yourself, no matter what anybody else says. And <clears throat> I never hear shit about you. I mean, like nobody ever talks. I don't hear any shit. You know what I mean? And I hear all the shit. So I'm, I'm fucking impressed as usual, but <laughs> I love that you're here and thank you for coming. I know I've talked to you to fucking death. It's almost been an hour. So let's do our thing. Um, I got, I got some, would you rather questions for you, Blakey, okay. Blakey. Okay. Okay. <laughs> would you rather? Well, it's gonna a couple of more grooming, grooming because I mean, obviously, we're talking about grooming here. But all right, so three month Karen hand strip or a three month husky D shed. Oh my god, I hate both of those. I do too. Um, I guess the three month husky D shed. I am just not built for hand stripping. Like, if 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 I'm gonna do it, you're gonna be a regular client, and the dog's gonna be nice. And hell yeah, and and I'm gonna have to have a purpose myself for having kept that dog in coat. <laughs> um, so I will do the D shed, and I, like you know, I tell people that they should price you know, price for your happy, you know, sell, you know, yeah. happy price. Right. And for me, my happy price for a poodle is much lower than my happy price for a Husky. So I don't really yeah. equate my time so much anymore. I equate my mental health and like, yes. I enjoy doing a poodle and I'll chart, I'll do a freaking continental on a dog in my, you know, my home salon for 115 bucks no problem i'll do that husky for 300 so that they never come back never ever come back here <laughs> yes yeah. true groomer style you pay yeah. for what you play but that's yeah. so true i agree we're a lot of like i would totally charge more for that all right what about oh gosh this is really gonna get you what about this then um a hundred pound doodle that's been a year it's never been groomed or ooh. A great Pyrenees. It's been outside on the farm for six months. And uh, the doodle, because I'll just shave it down and it has some be, poodle in it. It'll anyway. be like every other doodle. Like it'll be fine. <laughs> wait, wait, interjection. What are your feelings on doodles, Blake, though? For real. Because I saw so, your post about the Merle Poodle, and that was fucking hilarious. Number one. Oh my God. 
Number two, I mean, who really gives a shit because you didn't Talk read it? Talk about current events. That's been my whole week is this Merle Poodle situation. Um, so That was a great group. I actually thought you were going to ask me about the Merle Poodle. So, okay, I think like most dog people and groomers and animal lovers that like I don't have anything inherently against the doodles. It's usually a multitude of things that we see commonly amongst doodles, which isn't just the annoying, uh, unknowing owner. It's also like the crazy temperaments, um, mm -hmm. just not ever really uh, being, you know, trained to enjoy grooming earlier on. Um, you know, those owners not understanding that coat change is going to happen. And just so, some things that just I feel like that is why we end up not liking them. And and I think people are catching on, actually. I don't think doodles are going anywhere, but I think groomers dislike them so much and veterinarians like them dislike them so much and dog trainers maybe like them because that's the only dogs that they, you know, get anymore. But, like... I just think that they're hearing enough that people are like, I'm hearing comedians and like radio jockeys, yeah. disc jockeys kind of making fun of doodles now. And it's kind of like how the crusty white dog gets made fun of. Like the yeah. doodle is starting to become the crusty white dog I've noticed. Right. So, so we'll see if that carries. Um, but I don't have anything against them. I used to do two doodles. Um, you know, after I scaled down, I didn't really have that many doodles, but I did two from one family. And it was because one that I was able, I was allowed to do whatever I wanted on both of them, first of yeah. all. Um, but one was gorgeous and easy to groom and had really cool coloring. And I loved her. And the other one was ugly and, <laughs> and had terrible hair. And I hated doing him. He was awful to do, groom. He hated being dried. Like the whole thing sucked. But I kept him because his sister was so nice to groom. And I love doing pictures and content with her. So, um, right. and and the owners were really nice. I say that, like, now, in order to be my client, you have to be prepared to annoy the shit out of me. Like, if you cannot comfortably bug me, then you're not going to get in. Because I'm going right. to forget. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm like, you have to just bug me. Yeah. Right. Well, I agree. I think that the, I do doodles but there's a very strict schedule with my doodles and like I have to be, it has to be every four weeks or less, right? It has to be a certain way. And if you're able to do that, then I will accept you. If not, I have no desire to do a doodle and my doodles are great. They're great. I mean, now let's, let's just rephrase great. I mean, most of them are great, but also I know that you notice, but a lot of doodles have neurological issues. They're just cray cray. Um, and I feel like any dog can be a good dog on the groom table as long as the schedule permits. But some doodles have got to be two-week doodles. It, it's almost impossible to do them on a monthly basis. Yeah, so it's just, it's it's an unfortunate thing, right? Like, red yeah. poodles were already, like, the the red-headed stepchild yes. of the purebred poodles anyway, right? Yeah. And then the nice ones are kept from for the breeders to use for the those breeding so it's the crappy you know temperament the crappy coat the weird yeah. looking back the weird uh pasterns those are the ones that get sold to these pet people that turn around and breed them to every tom dick and harry that has a dog exactly right? so like it's the blueprint of them is so want cattywampus from you know using that breeding stock 
to start with. I mean, that's what everyone's going to tell you. And, and I agree with that to an extent. And But here's my thing. I don't advocate for backyard breeders. I don't advocate for mixed breed you know, designer breeders or greeters or anything you want to call them. I don't advocate for those people. But I have a hard time completely villainizing that segment just because, like, if all the dogs were bred by show dog people, like, dogs would cost a bajillion dollars. And, right. and like, they, like, you show people and people that care that they groom their own dogs like i've worked for ann martin one of the best groomers in the world and like yeah. yeah she had show dogs every day but not enough to feed her family and pay her bills like you had to do the mixed breed dogs that came from who knows where you know what i mean like right. so like i I would never buy from a backyard breeder. I would never give my yep. money or send anyone or or condone that. But like why get all there's just like there are there's a war, there's a a, a, a recession, there's <laughs> people dying, Kim. Like right. it just like why are we worried about why are we worried about that? Can we not it's worry right. about that? It's Can we just fucking like dog. This, can we just can we just groom the dog like that's yeah. literally what we're supposed to do and they're here and they're paying you so like why are we mad at them and like this whole merle poodle thing the reason why i started bringing it up is because this woman i'm telling you she was practically in tears when she came to me that's because so all these groomers, all these groomers were so mean to her because she said that her dog's a poodle and I'm it's done. Merle patterned, and that's impossible. And oh my God, oh my God, it's impossible. It can never happen. It's a mix, blah, blah, blah. But like, there are people dying. Like, right. why? <laughs> this is a pet dog that belongs to a pet parent, and they love it and they take care of it, and they're paying you. And why? And it's beautiful. The group was beautiful. <laughs> like, <you>. fuck <laughs> that. Fuck it. No, I don't agree. <laughs> I mean, I understand, like you, I do, I'm on the same page, right? I understand that it's going to happen, but like you, I love dogs for who that dog is, and I don't judge the dog about whatever breed it has in it. That dog is just the entity that's on my table that I will show the fucking utmost respect because I care how they feel in my presence. So, yeah. and, and as I always say, it's never the dog's fault. These dogs didn't ask to be bred. What are you going to be... You know what that dog is going through if that lady's going through that much anxiety oh my god the poor thing is probably fucking traumatized because <laughs> she's like hugging it at home now like you poor thing oh my god how many messages did you get about it though honestly like a lot about uh the posting oh, i didn't get a whole lot of messages it's just the comments right like you know ridiculous but you know yeah Comments on Facebook. I can't even do it. I honestly, people repost things on Facebook and I'm like, you right now, I cannot. And I will not read a five paragraph Facebook post. What is no. wrong with people? <laughs> you know, know what? I, I agree that that's not, you know, that's not the time or place. Like get your diary out or whatever. But you know what bothers me about Facebook social media right now is people's like completely uninhibited sharing of their medical issues like you know where they're like 
went to the doctor today turns out my pancreas is doing this and he gave me this medication and like or like oh i have diabetes and i'm trying to figure it out and this was my blood sugar today and like I, like for real it's crazy like or yeah, they're like has- i'm gonna they're like i was diagnosed with this so i'm gonna take you on my journey of like figuring out how to live with eczema like i don't know but like it's just it, like everyone is sharing too much medical information on Facebook. And like, I don't need to be thinking about like your, your itchy, shit. dry shins. <laughs> like, I don't, I, it just doesn't serve a purpose for anybody. So, like, I hate that. Unfollow, okay? Just unfollow. Nobody wants to know what your shit looked like this morning. I don't know why that trend started, but man, I hate it. What? Okay, how about the anonymous posters in groups? I just, yeah, it's, 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 uh, unfortunately, yeah, I hate it. I hate it. You know, it's, it, it started for a good reason, and I get that. But there's two flaws with it. The number one flaw is that the group, mem- like the people who run the group, you're not anonymous to them. Like right? they know who they know who you are when you do it. So first of all, it's not completely anonymous. Right. So that's the number one flaw. And then number two is just that like it it's used so often when it does not fucking matter. Like it's like, hey, did you guys like this blueberry shampoo? And, it, right. and then it's anonymous. And it's like, but <laughs> why? We're not going to track you down, Susan. Like, we don't I just care. just saw one the other day. Does anybody know of an RV place? I'm like, why the fuck would you need to be anonymous for that? Why? We, I, whoever is the people, if you're listening, you people out there, if you're the people who actually give a fuck, you should just <laughs> stop it. <laughs> <laughs> also, really just while we're talking about it, stop tagging everyone. Oh, <laughs> oh my! <laughs> if anyone, everyone to me, I swear to, I'm done. I'm done. I will remove myself from the group. I hate the at everyone. Why is that? That's so rude. It's like somebody hey, coming to what? your house and it's it Jehovah's Witnesses. Because it's I Jehovah's like... Witnesses of freaking social media. <laughs> I'll fall for it sometimes. And a lot of times I recognize it now, but I always laugh when I get them in my in my Mexican groups because it's at todos for for, for everyone. <laughs> do not at todos me. Don't or at todos. everyone. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't do it. Oh my god, you're funny. All right. Last question, then we're done. Yes. What which dog would you rather own? A West Highland Terrier or a German short haired pointer? Westy. Well, that was a surprise. I thought you'd pick the just because you didn't have to groom it. I'm so I'm so wrong. What do you like about Westies though? Honestly, they're horrible. Um, first of all, well, I cute. am not I'm not a purist, so I will clip that coat if I feel like it. And yes. I will put it in an I'll put it in an Asian fusion haircut and everyone can kiss my butt. I don't care. Um, so that's number one. Number two, I like white dogs. I like 20 pound or less dogs um yeah so like yeah yeah. like i like standard poodles and all but 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 i like my i have a black dog i have a yorkie black dogs are hard to photograph and i i do content so i like my white dogs right i totally get it oh my god okay before we go i have to tell you the story about how i got my silver poodle 
So I wanted a white standard poodle. That's that's that was my end all be all. Of course, you know, a groomer. I mean, I'm like, oh my God, now I'm a groomer and I want a standard poodle, not just a mini poodle. I want a standard. So I go through the whole process. I'm married at the time. And no, I did not tell my husband. I'm not stupid. I paid for the dog first, right? And the lady's going to come out for North Carolina. I'm all excited. I'm getting my fucking standard poodle puppy. He's so cute. He's like chubby and cute and white and perfect. And I go, I tell my husband the day of, right? So I'm like, hey, I'm going to pick up this dog. I bought a poodle. It's mine. He was like, how much did you pay? I was like, you know, your fucking business. Okay, I did it myself. It's my money. And I told him, I showed him a picture of the dog. And he literally refused. He was like, you are not allowed to have another white dog. Because I had a white toy poodle that I had rescued at the time. And I stood there, I was like, no, you got to be kidding me. You're you're not serious. Like, I've already paid for this dog, this specific dog. There's not just a right. million dogs. He was like, I saw like 11 puppies, Shannon. I'm like, no, but you don't understand I want. And he's like, you're not bringing that dog home. And I'm like, oh, my oh my God. So I ended up with a silver. So he's the best dog ever. But honestly, people are funny about the color of dogs. That's hilarious. But it does make sense. It is very difficult to videotape a black dog grooming a black dog. It is so hard. Especially yes. when I'm in the van, it's impossible. I gotta have freaking lights everywhere. Yeah. Either way. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of black dogs, but I, you know what? I love having uh, cute sets. So, like at one point, I had um, like uh, uh, two standard white bitches, or you know, having I had a white bitch or a standard, a mini, and a toy. And they were all white. And then I have, you know, now I have my matching minis, my black and my white. So, like, yes. I like having those types of things. But, oh, um, yeah, I would pick the Weston. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being on our podcast. Um, before we go, shout out all your handles so people can find you. I mean, not like they don't know, but just in case. So you can be found by our listeners. <laughs> so uh on facebook it's just blake hernandez and that is going to be the easiest way to message me and contact me if you do have interest in having me come out and do any sort of education or coming to you um that is my full-time job and uh with that means that i have lots of practice and i'm very good at it um but you can also find me on instagram it's blake m as in mitchell that's my middle name hernandez cool. um and then uh, there is also my TikTok, which is the Blake Hernandez. Got you. Well, we have heard from the Blake Hernandez, and I'm so glad I got the chance to talk to you. Anybody who's listening, if you have stories, don't forget to email them to stories at the dailygroomer.com. And if you guys didn't know, I mean, this guy is literally here speaking to us to help us. So thank you for what you've done and thank you for coming. Um, I don't know why I'm so weird wrapping up. It's so fucking weird. Anyway, um, this will air on Friday. So we will see you guys Friday at six like normal. And Blake, what a pleasure again. Thank you so much. And if you ever need anything, you hit me up. All right. I love you forever. Thank you for coming. And have a good night. Thank you.